Welcome to Alpha Coding Podcast, an all-access pass to medical coding and billing pro tips that help you start your week off smarter. And now, here is your host, Tony L. Holmes. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Alpha Coding Podcast series. I'm your host, Tony L. Holmes. Welcome to episode 48 of the podcast. Today is November 30th, and I hope everyone here stateside had a happy Thanksgiving and everyone is staying safe. And I want to give a major shout out to all of our listeners all around the world. The download numbers have been really great. And as we're approaching the one year anniversary of this podcast, I just have to say that I'm so grateful for your support. My husband and I were just talking recently about the stats because he helps me manage the stats and kind of keeps me aware of my audience and where my listeners are and the platforms that they're listening to. He said that we're actually in the top 5% of education podcasts. So that is really epic. And again, huge shout out to the listeners. Because you continue to show up week after week on Alpha Monday, we are in this spot. So thank you for your support. And I'm super excited for all that's in store for this podcast. So today we're going to cover something that I get a lot of questions about. And it's something that we all struggle with. And that is my pro tips for managing conflict in the workplace. So the strategies that we're going to talk about today are really applicable to personal and professional conflict, but I really want to focus on some of the conflicts that coding professionals have. So before we dive into our topic, it's time for your Monday dose of positivity, the Mindset Monday tip. And it's brought to you by Renowned Talent. Does your organization need access to competent and qualified HIM and IT talent? If so, you're in luck. Renowned Talent can assist your organization with recruitment and staffing, and each recruited hire you bring on board comes with a 90-day new hire guarantee. Renowned Talent is all about hiring for retention and not just job placement. Visit renownedtalent.com and let them know Alpha Coding Experts sent you. So our Mindset Monday tip is all about recognizing your power within yourself. The quote I want to share with you says, the same boiling water that softens the potato hardens the egg. It's about what you're made of, not the circumstances. It's really important that we focus on our own inner strength instead of the circumstances, instead of the cards that were dealt. You really have to figure out how to play your hand no matter what your cards are. And I think so many people blame their circumstances for why they haven't achieved their goals and their aspirations, why they haven't made it yet. Oh, I don't have enough money. I don't have enough time. I don't have enough support. I don't have the right job. I don't have the right mindset. All of these excuses. So it's important not to focus on the circumstances, but on your ability to be resourceful with what you have. So moral of the story, it's not about what happens to you that matters. It's about what you're going to do about it. What are you going to do about it? So today we're going to cover my top 10 pro tips for managing conflict in the workplace. We all deal with conflict. No one is exempt. No matter how successful you are, no matter how high up the career ladder you go, when you're dealing with other people and other people's personalities, conflict is inevitable. So we all deal with conflict and not just external conflict with other people, but also internal conflict. And everybody deals with conflict in different ways. So it's important that you are flexible and adaptable and have flexible conflict resolution strategies. So as coding professionals, we actually are in a profession that's prone to dealing with conflict on a daily basis. So whether that's our own internal decisiveness, coding is complex and there's so much subjectivity, especially when you're dealing with complex operative reports. 
And so a lot of being successful in coding is being able to collaborate with your colleagues and ask for help and ask for their opinion and their insight. And so when you're not in a healthy environment, you can really have a lot of internal decisiveness. You will likely also deal with conflict with your coworkers and colleagues. Just again, working with other people, different personalities, you may have a disagreement about an interpretation. Maybe you're dealing with an angry physician. And a lot of times physicians are not excited to have discussions with coding professionals. So these can create a lot of conflict areas. You may also be dealing with a difficult manager or a difficult director or ineffective leadership within the organization. Coding professionals deal with conflicts on a daily basis. And it's really important important that you have effective tools and strategies to deal with these conflicts because otherwise it's really going to wear you down. And this brings me to my pro tip number one, conflict comes with the territory. When you're dealing with lots of different personalities, you're going to have conflict, which means you have to embrace it, acknowledge it, know that it comes with the territory. Whatever you do, do not take the safe route, which is what most people do, and that's avoid conflict. This is one of the worst things you can do because avoiding the conflict is going to make it worse. It's going to get bigger and more heated and more inflamed to the point that when it does finally implode, it's going to be like explosion level. It's not going to be something that is manageable. So embracing conflict as something that is inevitable that we all deal with is going to be a really helpful tool for you. Also, I think it's important to note because this is a common misconception that as you get further up the career ladder, that as you get more successful, your challenges and your struggles go away. And this could not be further from the truth. As you get more successful and reach those new levels, your challenges become so much more difficult. Like I'm talking next level. Pro tip number two, don't take it personally. So it's really easy. I'm guilty of this. I think everybody has experienced this. When you're dealing with conflict, a lot of times it can feel like a personal attack. And depending on who you're dealing with, maybe there's some history there, there's some context there. You can't take it personal because people are often dealing with things in their personal life that manifest in their professional life. And so you always have to be empathetic towards other people because it may not be about you at all. You're just the punching bag. You're just the person that's dealing with the wrath of it. And that's obviously not the best approach, but it's something that you're dealing with and experiencing. So you really have to look at it from the other person's perspective, no matter how difficult or irrational they are being. And in the business world, it's customary for us to do a lot of communication via email or via text or via a chat box. And so the issue with that communication is that there is no tone. You can't really get an adequate understanding of what the person is trying to convey by text or an email. So having a conversation with someone is a lot different than having a text dialogue. So keep that in mind. Don't take it personal. There's no tone in this type of communication. Communication can be really easy to read too much into something or misconstrue something. So you just want to keep that in the back.
back of your mind. Pro tip number three, don't react impulsively. This is another one that's really hard and you will get better as you progress in your career. Maybe you just type it into a blank email or you write it out in a journal and then you're able to process your thoughts and then identify whether this is something that's professional and appropriate for that particular setting. We react differently in the heat of the moment when we're upset and emotionally charged than we do when we're thinking rationally. So you really want to exercise that control because once you send an email, once you put something in writing, you can never take it back. Don't react impulsively. Pro tip number four, address the issue privately. So most of us are working from home. We've been working from home for quite some time. So the office chatter, the office politics is not so much an issue, but that doesn't mean that you won't have virtual drama. So if you have, let's say somebody sends an email out to the team and it's got everybody copied on it, and maybe they throw a jab at you about a mistake that you made. In that email, the last thing you want to do is react impulsively. So here's where you have to practice some self-control. Obviously, you would like to address the issue by replying all, but maybe that's not the appropriate place to do so. So if you're able to address the issue privately, maybe you have a private Zoom or a private conversation that does not involve the whole office or the whole department, that is the best course of action when you're dealing with conflict. When you involve a third party or other people, it can be catastrophic to the organization because people take sides. There's no good in involving everybody in your conflict. That's just going to make it worse and oftentimes escalate the issue. Resist the urge to reply all. So the best course of action is to have a private dialogue with the person that you're experiencing conflict with. Address the issue privately. Pro tip number five, use active listening in the discussion. So one of the most common mistakes people make is they listen to reply. They're not actually listening to what the person is saying. They're thinking about what they're going to say in response to that. When you are listening to someone, you're a lot more in tune with what they're saying, their body language, and the energy that they want to convey to you. So active listening is critical. The worst thing you can do, especially in conflict, is interrupt someone, raise your voice, stand up. We all want to feel like we're being heard. And when we feel like we're not being heard, that will typically escalate the conflict, not resolve it. So active listening is really critical when you're having that discussion. Pro tip number six, attack the problem not the person. So you really want to focus on what the issue is. And a lot of times it's going to be some work to uncover what the root problem is. Don't attack the person, attack the problem. When we as humans feel like we're being attacked, the natural instinct in us is to attack that person. So your reaction is going to be instinctively to attack back. You do not want to do this because it's just going to escalate the issue. So even if you feel like you're being attacked, you want to remain calm and really address the problem and not attack the person. Pro tip number seven, paraphrase your understanding of what was said. 
So one of the best strategies you can use in a conflict circumstance is listen to the other person. Obviously, you're doing the active listening and then wait for that person to finish and then paraphrase your understanding of what was said back to that person. That is so effective because it makes the other person feel like they've been heard and that you both are on the same page about what is being said. Not that you agree with it, that you acknowledge it and that you've heard it. So that's a really critical step. And a lot of people miss this because instead of listening, they react. And instead of paraphrasing to gain that clarity as to what was being said, they just react. So take a second to paraphrase what the other person said in your own words and your own understanding and allow the other person to say, yes, I agree, or no, that's not what I said at all. And then have the opportunity for clarification. That alone is one of the most effective strategies that you can use in a conflict resolution. Pro tip number eight, be mindful of your body language. Our body has a way of telling on us whether we would like it to or not. So if you come to the table and your shoulders are shrugged and you've got your arms crossed and you're rolling your eyes, that's not going to come across as somebody that's actually interested in resolving a conflict. It's not going to be well received by the other party and you're not coming into this with a professional attitude. So be mindful of your body language. If at any point you are closing yourself off to the other person, they're going to feel that. So you just want to be really mindful of your body language and adjust accordingly. Pro tip number nine, recognize that every conflict will not be resolvable. So it's really hard to digest this one, but it's true. You can't please everybody. You're not going to be able to resolve conflicts with everybody, but you're best attempt is going to make you stronger because of it. You will learn that there are all different kinds of people out there and you cannot control other people, but you can control your reaction, your response. So by you being proactive and trying to address something proactively, by having a discussion with someone that you feel you may have conflict with, if that person doesn't want to resolve the conflict or doesn't want to acknowledge that they're is a conflict, then that's on them. And this happens to everyone. It happens to me on a daily basis. When I'm dealing with my kids, forget about it. I'm not always going to resolve a conflict with them. The same goes with my husband, my clients, my friends, my family. We're not always going to be able to agree. And that's part of life. So just know, particularly in the workplace, you're going to have colleagues and bosses and people that you have to deal with and work with that are not always going to like you and want you to succeed and will create unnecessary conflict. And that's okay. Know that it comes with the territory. Pro tip number 10, the power is in the follow-up. So once you've had a chance to have that private discussion with the person you're experiencing conflict with, it's important that you have a follow-up conversation or a follow-up email to restate the resolution so that you both are on the same page and give it a couple of days after you've had that conversation and let things sit 
Because so often a good night's sleep or a couple of days to really think about it, process it, will do wonders. So give it a chance to sit and then reinforce the conversation, the resolution, so that the conflict can be effectively resolved. So grab a pen and paper to summarize my top 10 pro tips for managing conflict in the workplace. Number one, conflict comes with the territory. Number two, don't take it personally. Number three, don't react impulsively. Number four, address the issue privately. Number five, use active listening in the discussion. Number six, attack the problem, not the person. Number seven, paraphrase your understanding of what was said. Number eight, be mindful of your body language. Number nine, recognize that every conflict will not be resolvable. Number 10, the power is in the follow-up. So it's time for this week's coding pro tip, and it's brought to you by Contempo Coding, which is an on-demand educational resource provider created for coders by coders. They specialize in affordable coding certification prep courses to help you accelerate in your career. Right now, they're offering an exclusive special to Alpha Coding Podcast listeners, and that's $125 off the Certified Risk Adjustment Coding Prep course, as well as some great bonus content when you order through our affiliate website. This course has a 100% pass rate, by the way. Visit our website, alphacodingexperts.com and head over to the deals and discounts tab for a link to take advantage of this absolute steal of a deal. If you have a coding related question and would like it to be featured in one of our coding pro tips, please reach out to me on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, or YouTube. So this week's coding pro tip comes to us from Texas. Hi, Tony. I'm looking for some guidance and support on a question. I ran across a group that allows their coders to pick up chronic conditions if they are on a medication that supports the disease. They are picking this up from the past medical history or chronic problem list, and there's no other supporting documentation anywhere in the chart. And this group is reimbursed based on risk adjustment. What are your thoughts on this? So this is a good question, and I know there have been a lot of changes that have happened with risk adjustment in the COVID-19 pandemic because a lot of visits have been done via telehealth. So I'm not going to get into that too much, but I want to say as a general rule, there should be more documentation. Actually, the provider would need to ascertain that the patient has that condition at least once per year. There would need to be some type of corresponding treatment plan and some type of update on the current status of the disease. So I find it really hard to imagine that this would be considered compliant documentation because it's not going to meet the minimum requirements to support that the patient still has that disease. So I hope this gives you some insight into my thoughts just from a compliance perspective. This sounds like it could definitely be an issue. So please remember to hit that subscribe button now so you never miss another episode. Also, be sure to drop us a rating and review on iTunes. We really appreciate your support. So this concludes today's episode. Until next week, thank you for listening to the Alpha Coding Podcast. We'll see you next Monday. For more information about medical coding and billing pro tips, including how to hire alpha coding experts, follow us on LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, or visit our website at www.alphacodingexperts.com.